a young friend of mine in school actually introduced me to pornography and from day one I was hooked and it was like it spoke to something that was already broken on the inside of me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about porn addiction from the girl's perspective. A lot of people think that porn addiction is just a guy thing, but girls can be hooked to pornography just as well. We'll be interviewing Pamela Porter, who was a porn addict And she will describe what got her into porn and how it affected her very negatively on how she felt about herself throughout her life. Pamela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and share my testimony with someone else that may be struggling with the same thing. Well, pornography use for women is on the rise. So I am sure that you sharing the truth about your former addiction is going to help someone. Absolutely. So I understand you were a Christian when you were younger, when sexual activity was introduced to you at a very young age. Tell us about that. Absolutely. As a child, I had a real love for God, and I understood a lot of things about Him very early. And so I made a commitment to have Jesus in my heart. And around that same year, I mean, literally a couple months later, I started to be sexually molested by someone in my family. And it was a very confusing and dark time for me as a child because I didn't quite know how to explain what was going on, but I knew that something was happening inside of me that wasn't good. And to be an adult and now to be able to have the words to verbalize that makes you wish you could go back and speak for the little girl on the inside of you. But I almost feel like it trapped me in a box as a child and I didn't know how to get out of this box. And it felt like the things that were happening to me were happening to another part of me. And it just became a prison. It became a prison in my mind and in my heart. And it started so young and it went on until the age of eight years old. Every time these encounters were happening, I really feel like more and more pieces of me were being locked away, not only from God, but from myself. Mm. And it was just very difficult to get out, even when I thought I wanted to tell someone or thought about telling on this person. There was so much shame already as a child as to why would he allow these things to happen. And although it was a very dark time, unfortunately, my life would get more dark as time went along because of the secrets that I was holding on the inside. Hmm. I am so sorry. That must have been hard not to tell anyone what was happening. But I understand at the age of 12, the sexual addiction was exposed. But instead of helping you, it caused you to spiral into a pornography addiction. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, a lot of times when you're struggling with addiction, there are a lot of lies you tell yourself. You say, well, maybe it's my fault, or maybe I deserve this, or maybe something is wrong with me. And so 
from the ages of six all the way till 12 years old. These were lies that were circulating in my mind and in my heart already about myself. When the molestation was exposed to my family, I kind of expected to be embraced with open arms and just kind of loved on and re-secured, if you will. But I really feel like kind of the opposite happened for me. And I feel like a war kind of started between what I thought was going to happen and what really happened, which was kind of my support system not really understanding why something like this continued to happen for so many years. I had a great support system. And so they couldn't understand like, Pamela, why would you allow this to happen? You know, we love you. You know, we would have spoken up for you and not really even being able to verbalize why I didn't tell. And so because of this, I withdrew further in myself and a young friend of mine in school actually introduced me to pornography. And from day one, I was hooked. Mm -hmm. And it was like it spoke to something that was already broken on the inside of me. And I always kind of explain it as a matter of self-hate because I already hated myself. I already hated the things that had happened to me. And this just further confirmed that, you know, even though you do it and at the time you feel like, oh, this feels good, when it's over, the shame, the guilt, the hatred, and the revolt that your heart naturally has against yourself, it starts to reinforce this lie that you're not worthy, you're not worth saving, you're not worth rescuing. And really, that's kind of what it turned into for me, hmm. was every time I did that act, it was re-solidifying that I wasn't worth saving and that what happened to me was my own fault. Wow. My gosh. That is so hard to have this thing exposed. And then it didn't really help. I would understand how pornography could become like a drug to make you feel better. But instead, all this self-hatred came in. Now, what did all that self-hatred lead to? Did you have any suicidal thoughts, maybe? Tell us about that. So at the age of 13 was the first time I ever even had a suicidal thought. And it was just very simple. Take a bottle of pills, kill yourself. No one cares. I attempted it and my attempt failed. And then several times throughout my life, one time I walked out in front of cars hoping that someone would hit me. Mm -hmm. There was even a time where I got in my car while I was in college and I ran every red light that I could just hoping another car would collide directly into me so that they could end the pain and the suffering that I was going through. Mm -hmm. And so it definitely turned into just hating myself. And it wasn't just in suicidal attempts outwardly, but I think it was suicidal attempts inwardly. And what I mean by that is almost the hurt part of me picking out the people that I chose to be in relationships with. The people that I know didn't really love me, didn't really see me. They just wanted me for my body or they just wanted me so that they could get what they wanted. And I really had no one in my life that really could see what was going on. And with addiction, a lot of people say, well, you know, how did no one see this? How did no one notice? But I think you become a master of disguise. You become a master of many faces where people think you're okay. And it's in the privacy of your own home or right. in the darkness of the night where you're struggling with these inner turmoils and these inner demons that torment you and you cannot find relief. And so the enemy tricks a lot of us and it tricked me into believing that I was better off dead. And I'm so grateful that none of my attempts were successful, but you lose hope in yourself 
you lose hope in humanity because you are so scarred. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of people don't look at pornography and the act of masturbation as something that's scarring, but it is. We know that we're spiritual beings. And so even that act of sex is something that opens your heart up. And when you're opening up your heart to destructive ways or to ways that continue to confirm that you're not lovable, then it's very hard to find a reason to love yourself, let alone a reason to live. Hmm. Gosh, Pamela, who would have thought that pornography addiction would have had such horrible consequences in your life? It makes sense, though, because of all the shame, the guilt of the past, and then the addiction making you feel worse about yourself. Pamela, let's stop here, and I want to have you on our next show to talk more about this subject. Pamela, thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Hold tight. Let's talk more about porn addiction right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, what really comes out in her story is that there is a negative effect on pornography use, even for women. But many justify the use of pornography with sayings like this. Well, I'm not hurting anyone or this can't be bad. It doesn't affect anyone else. This is harmless. But is it? In ancient scriptures, it is written in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual morality sins against his own body. Hmm. Pornography use, which is sexual morality, causes harm and damage to the user, according to these scriptures. And this is what we heard from our guest, Pamela. She grew in shame and guilt from the use of pornography. You heard it. She started to hate herself. She started viewing herself in a very negative light, therefore causing harm to herself. What really stood out to me in her testimony is that she confessed that she had low self-worth due to the pornography use. Now, I think a lot of people can identify with Pam's experience. Maybe sometimes we don't feel so good about ourselves and we don't know why. Maybe we never realize that pornography is actually harmful to our own self-image and our own self-esteem. Now, you wouldn't want to just, you know, like, oh, here's a recipe of how to have low self-esteem and, you know, how to think bad about yourself. You wouldn't sign up for that, would you? But what if pornography is that? When we look at pornography, we are hurting someone because we're hurting ourselves. But on top of that, we are hurting others because we're giving demand to an industry that is very abusive to the actors who are putting on the show. And yes, they are actors who go through a lot of abuse. If you're dealing with porn addiction... I can sympathize with you. Let me tell you a little bit about myself before I knew Christ. I was there too. 
I used to have my eyes glued to the computer screen for like five hours at a time. It didn't start that way. It was just like one, two, three, but I always needed more. And I was always looking for something, but then yet feeling unfulfilled. Do you know that feeling? And while I was doing it, I too had low self-esteem. I didn't put it together. I was always comparing myself to those people on the screen subconsciously. Like I didn't mean to, it just happened. But when I asked the Lord, when I came to know him, of course, to help deliver me from my past porn addiction as an atheist, he did. And it is true. I view myself in a complete different way than I did before. I don't have that low self-confidence about myself anymore. And I literally feel better about myself every day compared to when I was in that addiction. Friend, if you're struggling with porn use or even an addiction, let me pray for you. Father God, I just pray that you would open our eyes to the reality of what porn addiction or porn use is. Lord God, that it's not that you're like a God that's just trying to keep us away from something good, but you're actually trying to reveal to us that what we can think is good is actually very poisonous to us, like a trick. So Lord Jesus, we surrender, we confess our sins to you, we repent of them, but Jesus, help us to get set free. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.